Welcome to the Break New Ground podcast. My name is Luis Prado, aka B-Boy El Prad, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have a creator, an innovator, and a fellow B-Boy. We have Matt Avila representing Innate Motion Fitness. Welcome, man. Hey, hey, thanks, El Prad. I'm really excited to be here. As I said, I've been stoked for weeks for this. Um, I'm ready to go. Man, I appreciate you being a part of the podcast. And um, for those of you who don't know about him or our connection, I met Matt at one of my jams, Battle at the Bowl 2. He came out as a competitor that I didn't even expect. I'd never seen him before, and he made it to semifinals. Shout out to Vanilla Nice. He was yeah, shout out to Vanilla Nice, Caleb. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like a cool ass dude when I met him. I followed him on Instagram. Then I saw his journey and everything that he's been doing up to this point. But I feel like he's someone that can explain that better than I can. So Matt, real quick, let me know who is Matt and what do you do as an artist and as a creator. Um, well, I guess first and foremost, I'm a b-boy. Um, I've been doing that for 11 years now, this past March. Um, you know, I love it with everything I am, every fiber of my being. I love it, um, and I want to do it forever. Um, I do have a brand called Innate Motion Fitness. Um, I, I came up with the idea for it, like I have to say, my last year of attending Cal State Dominguez Hills. Shout out. Shout out. And um, it took me about a year and a half after that to finally... Um, execute it but so basically my brand what it's dedicated to is taking physical therapy and injury prevention and performance enhancement principles and applying it to breaking Um, and trying to elevate the performance of the whole scene and hopefully make our bodies last a lot longer which is important because like a lot of b-boys are reckless like you will find that out immediately as soon as you go to a gym like some b-boys don't stretch some b-boys just go straight cold they pull up to the gym pay for their admission and hop straight into the cipher like people really need to understand to take care of their bodies and what you're doing is crazy because like out of all the years that b-boying has been around I feel like nobody has actually thought about like hey how can I last longer in this scene so how would you describe like how you came up on this idea and what role it's played in your life up to this point um well I think it was just kind of a natural progression for me um, I was studying kinesiology in college and um, of course, you know, I have a breaking background, so it was just kind of natural for me to apply what I was learning to breaking. Yeah. And um, I don't know, just one thing led to another, and I just wanted to share it with the community, so I came up with a brand, a platform to do it, and uh, here we are today. And um, Nate Motion, I think it's probably like the best thing that's happened to me, okay. or the best thing that I've come up with. Um, it's really been a way for me to. I guess, relate to the world, even. Like, it's my way of just expressing, creating. You know, it gives me a platform to do so. And, you know, I'm super grateful to have it. Um, and I'm super excited to grow it every day. And, um, and that's what I do. Um, for people that maybe haven't taken your workshops or don't still know, like, exactly what you do, kind of describe the process. Like, I know for a fact that you teach workshops, but what do you teach in those workshops? What do you focus on? So um, the, the workshops I've done so far are, have all been dedicated to wrist injury prevention, and I thought that was like the best place to start with b-boys, because you know, I don't know, I've never met a b-boy who has not had painful wrists at one point. Yeah. You know, at one point or another, all of our wrists have hurt, right? And um, there was um, one time, or just one day, ages ago, when I first came up with this idea, my wrists were hurting. And um, luckily, you know, I have gone through the education and everything, so I kind of knew what to do with it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, I need to share this with the community. The brand and, um, Yeah, and, um, and I thought the workshop was the best medium to do it, and uh, so got it out there. And I think what's really impressive is the way you got it out there. So I, I peeped your Instagram, 
when this post came up, I was like, damn, that's a trip. So you were traveling, teaching these workshops up and down California. Uh, did you go out of state? Uh, yeah, I actually went, um, I went to Arizona. Uh, I went to Oregon, and I took it all the way to Washington. So yeah, I did the entire West Coast. You did the West Coast travel right here. And um, he went straight in his car. You lived out of your car. I did. So kind of describe that experience for me and how crazy that was. Because just hearing about that, I'm like, damn, that's a trip. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Oh, man. It was, it was I have to say, the best, one of the best experiences of my life. Um, you know, when I first came up with the idea, actually, actually coming to San Diego really inspired the idea. Um, it was back in... 2016? Actually, it was Battle of the Bull. It was that day. Um, so, me and my crewmate, Adam, Prince Vibe, shout out. Um, uh, we were supposed to actually head over to Arizona that weekend for a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, he was going to compete all styles, I was going to compete in breaking. And, um, but he ended up not being able to go. And um, I had already called off work, I had already set everything up, I was ready to go. And you know, I was kind of bummed, and, um, but Battle of the Bull happened to be the same weekend. So I was like, you know, screw it, I'm just going to go down to San Diego, I'm going to do this jam. Um, how did you come up with Vanilla Nice? Like, how did he come into the picture? Um, oh, I was staying with Y-Rock from Uncomfortably Fresh, oh, okay, and yeah. so was he. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was like, yo, you want to battle on this? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know if you if you follow him on yeah. social media, that guy has been He's becoming a, a monster. Yeah, dude, Ohio, coming up. Um, so, yeah, you... You said that when you came down to San Diego, you were inspired. So how did that continue? How did that progress? Um, so I was really inspired because uh, you know I had never really dedicated a lot of time to traveling for breaking, mm -hmm. and that was actually one of my first experiences, really going out somewhere, really right. leaving my city, and really trying to like you know make something happen. And you know I just loved it so much, and I just wanted more. I was hungry for it, and you know I concocted the idea. You know you know what I want to travel doing this, and I want to just focus on breaking and I want to do the west coast I want to see every scene from here to Seattle and um, you know then when I first thought of it it was one of those things where like okay you know this is just like a dream yeah it's a, it's a crazy idea yeah it's a crazy idea this is you know no, no one really does this but um, you know for, for a good two years, like, it stuck with me. It was in my head every single day. I mean, I was daydreaming about it. I mean, it just would not leave. Right. Um, so I ended up moving to San Diego because of that trip. I was like, I got to be down here. Right, right. Um, so I moved to San Diego. I put out Nate Motion Fitness. Um, so I had, at that point, I had completed everything I wanted to do. I moved here. I got my brand out. You know, my breaking was doing, you know, was improving. I was progressing the way I wanted to. And I was like, you know, it's time. It's, it's, time. time. Yeah. it's time to do it. And um, I actually saw the workshop as like the perfect medium to do it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I can definitely take this, and then I can try to make, I can do something with this. And so, you know, I started making the phone calls, shooting the emails, trying to get this out. And you know, the universe was with me on this one, and it it happened. It just happened. It kept going. What are some of the craziest experiences on that trip? Because if you're driving all the way up the West Coast, that was definitely like a week, right? <laughs> yeah, man, that was a that was a three month or three month thing. I was out, I was out for 12, 13 weeks. Ooh, wow, that's crazy. So, like, would you teach one workshop per week, or how would that go? Um, so I basically, you know, I I try to get as many workshops as I could. Yeah. You know, that was my. I didn't have in my head. I wanted like, okay, I want like, you know, twenty workshops, yeah. fifteen works, thirty workshops. But you know, it came down to like I got like good eight. Okay. In there, seven healthy wrist workshops, and I did one 
uh, youth workshop, you just uh, teaching breaking. Yeah. Um, but uh, crazy experiences. I think like just traveling from scene to scene. I mean, when you're, it was like living in a dream the whole time. It was like I've had this in my head for so long, right. and to, meant to actually be doing it was just yeah. a trip. Like you, you, literally, literally a trip. Yeah. Yeah, literally a trip. <laughs> and like waking up every day um, for to do this, I I quit my job that I had here. Um, I I terminated my lease. You know, I left everything. I left everything you behind. Yeah, man. I, Packed up and left, literally. Packed up and left. But, um, so just waking up every day and like, all there was was breaking. Like, it was just wake up, break. Rest, break. <laughs> Sleep, wake up again, break. I mean, it was great. Um, what was another... your favorite scene to visit? Ooh. Ooh. No hard feelings for anybody from those scenes. Oh. <laughs> you know, I think every scene offered something, you know, fantastic. I had a fantastic time in every scene. Um, I think I most admired um, the San Jose slash Berkeley scene. Okay. I think we're really sick. I mean, the guys up there are animals. Like Eastside Union and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastside Union, yeah. I screamed with uh, uh, Majin Vu at one point. Yeah, that guy's an animal, man. And he's so nice, too. Like, he's super funny. I don't know if you've seen his videos lately. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> this thing. Yeah, super funny. Um, and I met this guy, uh, Spirit, Realm, Spirit Realmer up there. I don't know if you've heard of him. That, guy, that guy's a trip, man. <laughs> so, if Spirit Realmer, if you're listening, man, big ups to you. I really appreciate the training with you. Um, so San Jose, Berkeley was pretty awesome. Portland was nuts, man. Those guys. Was that New Birth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Birth crew. Um, so everyone, what I really liked about Portland scene, um, everyone had a 24-hour fitness pass. Really? Yeah. Keep in mind, I've been trying to get everyone I know to get a 24-hour fitness pass for like years. Everyone I meet, I'm like, you need a 24-hour fitness pass. Yeah. Um, just so you can just go in, break whenever you want, basically. But everyone in that scene has a 24-hour fitness pass, and those guys are in that gym every day. I mean, Monday night they're there. Wednesday night they're there. Saturday night they are there. Okay, that's the and like I had this policy um, when I was out, um, um, if there was a session that day, I went. Okay. Like no questions asked. Doesn't matter if I was tired, if I was sore, if I didn't want to go, doesn't matter. I went. Um, so they were there every day. <laughs> so I was <laughs> every day. And um, so there'd be one points in Portland where I'd go to a session, and then oh, so when I was when I was on this trip, I was living out of 24-hour fitnesses basically for showers and oh, you know which bathrooms. Is smart. Or, yeah, man. Like, when you have a pass, like. Oh, yeah. I used the hell out of that pass. <laughs> you know, thank you, Toyo Fire Fitness. Um, so I would go to a session, I'd come back, and they'd be there. <laughs> God, Jesus. They were basically there 24-7. I was there 24-7 training with these guys, and those guys are hungry. Yeah. They are hungry for this. They're to come up for sure. And they had their uh, anniversary jam recently. Were you at that? I wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, I wanted to go. Really yeah. But um, yeah, definitely going back to Portland, you know, when I have the opportunity to. First opportunity I get to hop in on a plane and going yeah, to one of their jams for sure. I like those guys. I, I met them a few years back at a freestyle session when it was down here. Really cool guys. And, but, and they've definitely grown since then. That was 2014. And oh, yeah, man. Like, Damn, these guys are nuts. Um, but as a b-boy yourself, and we've talked about this experience... Um, of what it's like to go teach, and, and you're also a competitor, you're also someone that focuses on your craft. Besides, like, physical health workshops that you provide, um, what are other resources that you think B-Boys could be using to, like, help their fitness, help their longevity in this community? 
and how do you feel like you could help that out? Um, well, I'm helping it out in the best way I know how. You know, I try to produce as much um, quality content as I can, um, just based on, you know, whatever I find interesting at that time, really. You know, whatever inspires me. Um, but, but other resources, um, I definitely think, you know, we live in the age of information, yes. so it's out there. So if you you can, you can go up and you look up like shoulder injury prevention, you know, on on Google, you look up hip injury prevention, knee injury prevention, you know, really try to um, educate yourself on, you know, fitness and these topics. Right. I mean, as dancers, we use our bodies all the time, and our bodies are like our medium, and we got to keep it up. Yeah. And we want to be doing this as long as we can. We don't want to, like, um, not be able to dance anymore because of some, like, wild injury that, you know, maybe we could have prevented. Most people want to end on their own terms, not because, like, they were forced out of it due to injury. Exactly. Um, one thing that I've definitely picked up along the way in my breaking career is every b-boy takes care of their body differently. There's some b-boys that, like, eat super healthy. They're like, okay, there's this competition two weeks from now. This is it. Like, I'm no burritos, like, none of that shit up until this jam because I got to do well. There's some b-boys that stretch, like, two hours every day before they even practice. Like that's, everyone has their own like routine. So I feel like with people constantly innovating and stuff like this, like it's really important to bring resources like what you're doing right now to kind of get people started to start thinking about their bodies, especially because breaking as a career is kind of like short lived. Yeah, man, it's a rough, rough life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, once you're at the top of the game, how long will you stay there? How much do you think? Like five years, seven years? So people have to really get into it. and. With NFL, with NBA, like they have literal trainers, like perfect. Yeah, man, they have PhDs working yeah. for them. They got athletic trainers working for yeah, them. Physical exactly. therapists working with them. You know, uh, we're not we're not at that level yet where we're fortunate enough to have those resources. Right. So we just really have to look out for each other and yes. try to point each other in the right direction. Dude, you said it right there. That is a soundbite if I've ever heard one. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting, I went to Silverback last year. Not only did they have like a massage tent, they had like an area where you can like get free access to um, like injury stuff, like if you got cut or if you need an ice pack or anything. And oh, it's like stuff dope. like that that I think high production jams should be investing in. Yeah, definitely. Especially because like everyone goes to jams and at the very least I could imagine one b-boy gets injured every single time. Yeah, that's probably a pretty fair assumption. If we're not taking care of this shit, like we're going to go down the drain. And we're, everyone's trying to get more professional when it comes to jam production, when it comes to their craft. Their craft, yeah. yeah. So... We have to elevate also in taking care of ourselves. Um, just to switch up the topic from health and fitness and what you do to who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, for those of you that have seen Matt's Instagram, he posts like training videos pretty frequently. You recently started doing that challenge where you're like breaking to theme songs. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, like what inspires you to do stuff like this? Because you said it yourself when we had a conversation. You said that you cre think you're breaking as like definitely your own. You've developed your own style and you like to kind of think outside the box. So what, what inspired you to do that and who do you look up to yourself as an inspiration? Um, you know, I think like as far as the, the, the theme song challenge, um, I was listening to the Keenan and Kel theme song. Which you is remember that show? That is a banger. It's, it's super banger. It's by Coolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a good one. Yeah, and I was like, I remember being a kid and being like, just wanting to jam to this song, yeah. and, but like, I, I was, I didn't know anything yeah. about dance, so I was just like, <laughs> moving around, like not knowing. So it was just cool to like, go back to that song and like, be able to, to break to it, to like, actually like, live, relive that. And then, um, 
you know? And then I realized that a lot of other shows from that time period had songs that were equally as cool. Like, um, the All That theme song was by TLC. Um, the Kim Possible theme song I did yesterday, that was by Kristen Emilion. Um, the Proud Family theme song was by Destiny's Child. I mean, we got some, like, high-level artists doing these songs, you know? You just dropped some facts on me, because I was like, damn, really? Like, TLC did that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, and you know, I, I I love those artists. I love their music, you yeah. know. So for them to come in and do some of my favorite shows was awesome. Right. Yeah. So you know, I kind of wanted to pay tribute to that, uh, pay tribute to the kid that's in me. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, it was a really fun. I had a lot of fun, especially doing this Kim Kim Possible one. You know, I went all in with that, with yeah. the glasses, the the secret agent thing. Yeah, man. It was it was fun. Um, but. As far as like what's inspired me throughout the years, I, mean, I think I gotta really go back to like when I first started breaking. Um, I was brought into this by a gentleman by the name of Casey Shine, who represents uh, Nine O'clock Crew, and they were kind of like the they were kind of like the big crew in my city, which is Santa Clarita at the time. Um, so Casey taught me uh, a lot. Uh, also, a gentleman by the name of Manny Caban uh, taught me a lot. Um, he was actually my martial arts instructor. Um, and he was into breaking, and, um, and he's taught me a whole lot about um, breaking and fighting and tricking and gymnastics, because he was into all of that. Yeah, so I learned a lot from him. Um, uh, one crew that I really looked up to coming up was Knuckleheads Cali. Um, and even to this day, I do think Knuckleheads Cali is probably one of the best crews to ever do this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, they have their own entity, I feel like, and their their lineup individually is super stacked. Super stacked. Pieces, Flexa, Minnesota Joe, Ryan, like you could go on and on. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, one of the like biggest, like one of the most pivotal pivotal artists to influence me was uh, Paranoid Android. Um, you know, admittedly, I didn't understand what he was doing like when I first started breaking. You yeah. know, what he what he does is very jarring. It's very uh, it grabs your attention for sure. He's got concepts. Mm-hmm. But um, after a while, it grew on me, and, I, and it really, really that style really spoke to me. And um, I started breaking in my early days in that style. So I was considered like I guess you can call it an abstract b-boy. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't even know if people use that term anymore. It's just kind of. It's a dying art for sure. Not a lot of b-boys train in that style anymore. Yeah, and even like it's it's so integrated into styles today. Like it, everyone has a piece of it now right, yeah. um, but back then it, you know it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the case but um, yeah his work really inspired me um, it really inspired me to, like think outside the box with breaking and with movement and really like open up my mind um, I guess I and the biggest inspirations though um, definitely have to be my crew um, the Shinsengumi clan hey big up to you guys I love you guys um, you know I think the Shinsengumi was uh, probably some of the best artists I've ever known, and they've always pushed me uh, physically, um, creatively, you know, spiritually, mentally, and, you know, they really elevated my game to heights that I don't think it'd be at without them, Um, so I owe a lot, a lot, a lot, everything to my crew, really. Um, See, uh, as of recently, um, Uncomfortably Fresh. I think, like, dude, they're 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 dope. (laughs) They're super dope. Um, I think them as dancers are outstanding. As people, they're really cool. As people too. Um, I think you know they really push me again creatively and as a dancer. But you know, I see where they are as people, and that really inspires me to be better. Yeah, Y Rock is one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. Yes. Um, and then Nico's super passionate. He's super driven. Like I really like all those guys. And I'm good friends with Jimmy Jam. So 
Jimmy's a dude. Jimmy the genius. Jimmy's crazy. Jizzy. Jizzy yeah. the genius. Awesome. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, man, that guy's got concerts for days. Yeah, and, and like, it's cool to be around all these people here in San Diego because... Yeah, and they're all here. Yeah, yeah some, some scenes are, are actually like super deprived of people like this and they're just coming up and they're like, who do we look up to? Like, they're looking at videos all the time because they don't have anyone locally, but we have the people that they look up to in their videos. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, I guess the people in my day-to-day, -day, my family. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm a second-generation American. Um, you know, and I, my grandparents were actually very, very involved in my upbringing. Um, you know, so when my parents would go out to work, you know, they'd leave me with my grandparents to, you know, for the day. And, um, you know, my grandparents, I watched them work hard to... Um, provide for their kids, um, to give them the opportunities that they didn't have, right. you know, in turn, you know, my aunts, my uncles, uh, my mom, my dad, you know, they worked their fingers to the bone to provide for me and my brother to provide the opportunities that they didn't have in right. turn, you know, and, you know, that really fuels my fire, you know, I feel like I have to, you know, really honor them. Yeah, you have to make use of the opportunity that they created for you, and... You're doing that, man. Like, that's crazy. And I have to say, like, I definitely don't think I'd be able to pursue what I'm pursuing now if it wasn't for the opportunities that they've given me, yeah. really. You know, I wouldn't even, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even be involved in movement, you know? It's because of them. Yeah. So I owe a lot to my family. They gave you the key, man, and then you went straight through it. You went straight through the door. Yeah, trying. And, um... A little bit more inspiration for my dance. I'm um, definitely, I think the other component of it is I've made a huge point to dance to all sorts of different types of music. Um, I think I didn't want to get stuck in the rut of just dancing to breaks because, um, you know, breaks are dope. Um, <laughs> breaks are dope. <laughs> but, you know, I think like if you only dance to a certain kind of music, you're going to only dance in a certain kind of way. Yes. So the more music you intake and the more music you try to move to, it's going to influence the way you the way you move. Yeah. So for me, definitely dancing to like electronic music, EDM, house music, jazz, um, really chill hip hop. I guess they call it lo-fi now. Um, I know 90s hip hop. Um, you know, just rock. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, classical music. I mean, it all plays a part, and I've tr I try to I try to make a real good point to dance to all of it and really see what that brings out in my movement. And and the, the, that's like a testament to how diverse you can create your like vocabulary to be, because like you said, when you only dance to breaks, you're basically just dancing to the drum or the snare, mm -hmm. or occasionally like the lyrics of the song, and b-boys kind of confine themselves to a box like that. Everyone's playing the same DJ Flag 2016 mix at yeah. every, every, every practice, every jam. Practice. Like, you already know what to expect, you know? Like, yeah, you know, some songs that I hear, you know, I've battled to at jams, I've jammed to at jams. I've been hearing those songs since, like, the, my first jam. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, it's cool, but I already know this. I've had enough of this. And I've always, like, asked the question, you know, like, why not battle to Busta Rhymes? Right. Yeah. Why not battle to Destiny's Child? Why not battle to, like, 50 cent. You know, I might, I might get flamed for that, for that, for, for, but that's what I think. You no, know, I why not? There, that would be a really cool concept if, like, someone threw an event where it's like it's a b-boy jam. Like, you have to b-boy, but the the music is going to be all styles focused. Like, anything could play ballet music, but you have to break to it. Yeah, and that would really challenge a lot of b-boys. And recently, I started doing the whole like freestyle to. Yeah, dude, and that's actually like how this conversation started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed you doing that. I was like, dude, super dope. Because I got into that same idea too, where it's like I was playing breaks, and I was like, I've heard this one, practiced this one last time. Like, damn, I'm so over this. Like, 
Like my body already knows exactly what to expect, what to do. So at one point I just put like Spotify and I just put like a, a random radio station. I think it was like Rap Caviar or something. And I was like, oh shoot, like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, okay, like I gotta innovate. I gotta inspire myself to like create something different. Yeah, man, it pushes you. It does, it really does. And after you've been in the game for such a long time, like you rarely find things that still. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like me, I've been dancing for nine years and like I've heard. Um, the Mexican, that, that song, like so yeah. many different times. I've heard James Brown, like so many different times. And regardless of how many times you play it or the setting that you play it in, it's still the same song. Like you can spin it differently, whatever, you know exactly what to expect. And you're just like, okay, like, cool, what's next? So that, that's been really interesting. Um, for you specifically though, like what is the creative process like? Like how do you sit down and, and fully immerse yourself into creating something whether it be your dance whether it be like a new workshop run me through that process um you know i don't think i have like a a, like a set 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 process i think every idea i have has a life of its own it lives it breathes as its own like entity Mm -hmm. and i try to honor that as much as i can but um, when i do have an idea it it incubates up here for like a pretty decent amount of time like it incubates you know it grows you know it, it 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 goes through its own like life in my head yeah, before yeah. I actually like bring it out. Um, it, so when I finally do bring it out, I kind of I have a pretty good idea of what I'm what I'm going for, and then you know I bring it out, I look at it, and then I kind of make it the adjustments from there. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think that's a. Yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> it, just, it just incubates for a while, yeah. I just let, and I just let it breathe. I think that's a really smart way to do it, actually. Um, do you ever put yourself in any positions where you can be inspired? Do you like, how do you seek inspiration? So um, I try to just, I, I try to live within my inspirations as much as I can. You know, I kind of, I've made it, especially in the past few years, a point to just eliminate as many distractions as I can. I don't intake, you know, media that isn't relevant to what I what I want to see. Um, I don't, you know, really listen to, you know, rumor, you know, people talking, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. on the news, right. you know, what's, you know, I, yeah, I try to put myself into like my bubble of inspiration, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my happy bubble of inspiration here. So like, I try to stay close to breaking as much as I can, you know, I'm watching, uh, breaking as much as I can, I'm watching fitness as much as I can, I'm reading about it as much as I can, and I really just try to stay on that path and not let outside forces come in and take me away from it. Which oftentimes can definitely divert someone from their path because there's always something. There's always something. There's always something, man. And it's like about staying true to yourself and staying on track. That's probably the hardest part as an artist, honestly. Um, Here's a good question, and then this might be maybe a little hot take um breaking as we kind of going back to something we've already covered breaking right now is kind of uh, a rough a diamond in the rough like it could very well be legitimized professionally and it could reach those heights where it's like a lot of money being thrown in like people get contracts and stuff but right now we're still kind of like between street dance and like legitimizing it as a as a sport i guess yeah was put up for um the olympic games for the youth and that was, that was a big step for a lot of people in the community. Some people are totally against it. You personally, where do you feel like breaking should be headed? Do you want to keep it more as a street dance? Would you rather see it as being like legitimized with more money and more production? What is your personal take on it? Um, you know, I think, you know, with these things, um, not just in breaking, but with everything, I think there's plenty of room for everybody. Right. Um, I think we can all coexist. I agree. It could definitely stay 
you know, as a street dance, and it could definitely go as a sport, or maybe not like fully a sport. I don't think it'll ever be a sport the way that like baseball is, right. or football is, you know, because it's always going to have that artistic component to it. Yes. Um, but I am all for the professional professionalization. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm all I'm all about you know making it more professional. But I am all about keeping keeping the art to it as well. Yeah. Um, and I think you know people who want to pursue it. In a in you know in the professional way like that with big competitions, a lot of money, all that you know they're free to do it. Um, and then there'll be always be people like you who like throw the like, neighborhood jams, who throw our locals, yeah. and, you know. And I think that's where like you know we can't lose that either, right? Because you know? exactly. that's where that's where the culture thrives, it breathes there, yeah, you know. Um, but as far as like going more professional, I'm all about it. I think it opens up a lot of opportunity. And um, you know, we're—I think we as a community—we're always talking about you know having more opportunity. We need yeah. more opportunity. Well, yeah. there it is. There it is. Uh, we got it. Because some people like could literally do this as a job. Like, yeah, man, it, it opens the door for that. Exactly. Um, Red Bull sponsors a select amount of b boys, and I mean, for the past ten years, even though I've watched Red Bull so many times, like you still see people like Taisuke coming out. He's fully dressed in Red Bull, and you can probably tell that he gets a good check for teaching these workshops. You know. But it can't always be the same 10, 15 b-boys to represent the entire world, you know? Like, I feel there definitely has to be more opportunities. Yeah. And um, there's always going to be neighborhood jams. There's always going to be purists, people that are going to be like, breaking has to stay on the concrete. Like, it's only footwork, like, powers and b-boying, stuff like that. But I think at the same time, like you said, there definitely has to be a balance. And people need to take those steps to be like, uh, here's an exhibition. I'm going to pay you this money because yeah. I understand that there's preparation necessary. Like... You're doing something for my event. You're bringing out hype. And it's like give and take. Give and take for sure. Um, and that's, that's us talking about the sport of breaking or the art of breaking and how it could progress. But where do you personally see yourself in 10 years? In how 10 years? You um, as far as my, my art, yeah. um, you know, I, I plan to still be breaking. <laughs> for sure. 110% where I'll be with breaking. I hope I'll have some monstrous power by then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope I have. Yeah, hope I have that. All the big tricks too, because um, you know, as as, art, as artistic as I like to be, and as like um, you know weird as I like to be with my with my movement, I do very much appreciate highly technical moves. Yeah. So I hope to keep you know going in that direction. Um, and within the past year, I actually think I've made a lot of progress with um, power moves. I actually like just recently, just recently, recently this year, I've been able to use my power moves to a level where I like I'm like, oh, oh okay. yes! I can do power. I can yeah. do power. Yes, finally. <laughs> but um uh, so that's breaking, you know, I'm always gonna be doing that and I'm sure I'm gonna take like turns here, turns there, turns here. Um, yeah. and it's gonna it's gonna have a life of its own for sure and I'm really excited for the journey. Um, I try not to have like you know I wouldn't say not to have expectations, you know, because like you know you create an ideal and you know and sometimes you get so locked on it, yeah, yeah. and you, you you miss everything. You need you room for like everything else. Exactly. Um, I saw a meme the other day. <laughs> it's a great way to start it. Yeah, it said, um, "Stay true to your path, but be flexible in your approach." That was a meme. That was a meme. That's a deep oh, meme. <laughs> That's such a deep meme. No. Uh, so, pretty good. I forget who posted that, but if you're listening, thanks for the meme. Definitely stuck with me. Um, but uh, professionally, um, I am trying to get into PT school right now. Um, I just finished my first round of applications. So, I professionally, I want to be 
practicing as a physical therapist, um, particularly for the performing arts community. So dancers, yeah. singers, um, musicians, singers. singers. Yeah, I think I like voice stuff. I don't know how much, how much singing I'm gonna do, but like definitely musicians, like because they have like their hands in weird positions. Yeah, I've seen musicians for like their their wrists and their elbows and their shoulders and their neck because you know they're they're right. they're using them a lot. Yeah. Um, so that whole population. Um, I want to be doing some teaching. Mm. Yeah, definitely, like at the community, uh, not, not, I wouldn't say community, but like the collegiate level. Okay. Um, I want to be teaching kinesiology, um, exercise phys, you know, things like that. Especially just to help um, people who are kind of on the same path as I am. Yeah. Um, to help them along. Um, of course, I still want to be teaching workshops and things like that. But I still want to be involved in the breaking community in that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to be doing like research, Ooh, okay. um, like like breaking research. So if you look at like basketball or ballet, even or tennis or volleyball, or, you know what have you, they all have like a field of research behind them. You know how to create the best athlete, um, how to prevent the most common injuries. You know the best techniques for this for that. Um, you know breaking doesn't necessarily have that. Very so, so I want to contribute to that whole cause um, and yeah that's what I that's definitely what I want to be doing um, and I do have a vision of like um, you know maybe I don't know if within hopefully this happens within 10 years but even but definitely at the end of 10 years I definitely want to be uh, on this path but I think of like a whole like movement facility oh. right so I wanted to like have like a PT practice in it right yeah. but also be running like dance lessons like um, Aerial arts lessons, acro yoga, yoga, um, you know, just whatever, you know, what as many movements as I can get into Super this place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And just have that open because I just, I think movement is, movement's life, man. Yeah, do <laughs> And doing everything I can to spread it. Your next 10 years are going to look crazy, dude. You got a lot going on. So, yeah, yeah, let's go. fingers you crossed. On the path. And it's really cool that you mentioned research because that's something that's super big, like, People don't think about it actively. No one wakes up and they're like, I mean, I'm sure someone does, but they're not like, breaking research. I can't wait to do that. Like, and, and I have friends that are also like working on create, <clears throat> finding a consistent judging system, like doing research for that. How do you quantify who does better than who? How do we legitimize this as a, like, a professional thing? Like, yeah, that's a, hard, that's a hard call. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And there's, there's factors to it. And I think doing research and kind of being a historian maybe or... Um, yeah, I think a historian would be a good term. A historian for this dance is something really important that we need. Yeah, man. It's a lot better than uh, people who are just word of mouth. Yeah. Anybody can talk about what happened in the 80s, but like... I actually have documentation. Yeah, yeah. Like, peer-reviewed, like, yeah, exactly. yeah, all, that, all the good stuff. Instead of like, yeah, my homie came up with the Halo in the 80s. <laughs> they're like, no, it was my homie. And there's like... Yeah, man. We need more literature, for sure. And uh, we definitely need more... more uh, people in the community that are pursuing uh, higher academics. Yeah, and this is this is the period of time to do it because this generation is like the top b-boys right now. They're not so much older, and a lot of them went to college. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone has the capacity to contribute in some sort of different way. Exactly. So I feel like the next ten years for breaking are going to be crazy. Like a lot of new things are going to come out, and hopefully, fingers crossed, like it creates more professional culture. Mm-hmm. Not that we're not professional right now, but some people are still like stuck in their ways i feel like indeed and you know and that goes back you got to be flexible with the approach yes. you know yes. um I, I think it's really important don't get stuck in one way of thinking you know understand 
Um, for a lot of things, I understand that what, what youth, a lot of things aren't black or white. There's not a right or wrong answer. Right. So we shouldn't shouldn't frame our thoughts in the respect that my way is correct. Yes. And that is the only way, and every other way is yeah, is wrong. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. It's not breaking. It's not hip hop. You know, we gotta be, we gotta be we gotta be flexible in that respect, and we gotta be open to new ideas and new new things coming into the scene. Yeah. And that's the only way I think we progress too. Yeah, that's the first step towards like the next 10 years, I guess. Um, we've talked about a lot of positives, a lot of what ifs, a lot of potentials. Um, but up to this point, I think every artist has a down point and like a downfall in their journey or like a low point. Um, what was yours? If there's anything you would like to share, what was your biggest challenge as an artist up to this point or as maybe like a brand creator? And how did you overcome it? Um, I think a lot of obstacles we all go through are more so self-imposed rather than yes. extrinsic. Yes. Um, so I think it's just been the develop my, my personal development mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, you know, I think you know way back I've always had that 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 that, that attitude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That like. Best, yeah, you know, that b-boy attitude. Yeah. Right? I'm the best, you know. I'm smoke all y'all, yeah. you know, right? But um. You know, so like trying to shed away that arrogance and trying to, you know, not think so much with my ego um, was a really big play and being really, as I said, being open, right, yeah. being open to people, being open to ideas and, um, you know, just um, just understanding that, you know, you're, you're, you're not the best, unfortunately, unfortunately, we can try, we can try for it, but, you know, um, I forget, you know, which philosopher it was, you know, some sort of like Aristotle or like Plato sort of um, philosopher, but um, he came, he coined the idea of tabula rusa, which is, which trans Latin for blank slate. Okay. So it's the idea that you really know nothing, you know, no matter how much you know, yeah. there's, there's more. <laughs> so you always got to be like a blank slate, you know, um, I think that was super important. Um, yeah, um, I think... You know, I, I, I was actually like, I didn't know whether I wanted to talk about this or not today, but I think um, for people that might be in the same situation, I think within the past few years, um, I was in the kind of like a, like, not kind of, but like, I was in the kind of a, a, a toxic relationship, okay. you know, with me, my, myself, and my significant other. Um, no, 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 like, ill will towards her or yeah. anything, you know, she's a, uh, a wonderful person and everything, but, um, you know, together, maybe not so much. And um, actually, like while I was while I was in Arizona, it all like came to crashing, crashing, Ooh. crumbling down. And yeah. I was actually at um oh I forget what jam it was. I forget what the jam was called. But I was at a jam when this all happened. And like oh my god, it sank my ship for the night. Like it was bad. I'm sorry, everyone in Arizona that was at that jam. I really wanted to like dance with you guys. I really wanted to jive with you guys. But yeah, I had that going on. Right. And um, that's unexpected. That's yeah, but um, yeah. but you know, so with the months following, especially like it was good that I was doing what I was doing when that happened because it gave me something to like to focus, on. focus on. But um, as I, you know, you go through like missing missing them and everything. But you know, when you start to realize like how many you know negative emotions and negative feelings that I was harboring because of it, you know, p things that you don't even think about, right? And like how much that affects like your thoughts yeah. and your your actions your words you know and how that it bleeds into everything else you know that it, it 
Oh man. It's tough. It, it, yeah. Whether you're an artist or an athlete or a professional, whatever field, like stuff like that will always affect you. And it'll always become one of those obstacles that's like, it's not directly associated with what you're doing, but it hits hard. Yeah, man. It really hits home. And it's because it's so close to you, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. And overcoming that challenge, I mean, everybody does it differently. Some people just never do it at all and they just harbor like negative feelings. So it's really interesting hearing you like, speak on a very humanistic aspect of it of this because this is just life it's not artistry in any sense it's not like professionalism this is people people go through these things exactly and like you know despite that i was still able to like get through school i was still able to make good grades i was still able to put my business out i was yeah. still you know i was still able to do a lot of things um so it just really makes me wonder like how many other people are going through the same thing right. how many people do i talk to every day who seem okay and seem like they're happy but like they got this going on in the background yeah you know so speaking to those people like you got to do something about it yeah good for luck. sure figure it out you know everybody has their own way of coping and there's not one black or white or right or wrong way um but yeah that was, it was really cool like actually thanks for bringing that up a lot of people a lot of people need that advice Speaking of advice, we're going to close out the podcast right now. But before we do that, I just want to ask you if you could give one piece of advice to anyone that is trying to execute a vision like yours or anyone that's trying to create a brand or be different in their artistry, like, what would it be? Um, have a plan. Have a plan. Have a plan. Have a plan for the next... Have a grand plan. Have, like, think, think 10 years, 15 years down the line. And where do you think where do you want to be? And, and then you make, okay, that's where I want to be in that amount of time. And then you think, okay, if you thought 10 years ahead, okay, think five years ahead. Yeah. Where do I want to be five years in order to get to that 10 years? Yeah. And you know, you just keep, keep making plans, you know. Um, as Nikki Q says, um, small wins. Small wins. Small wins go a long way. It's really about how you think of things. Like getting out of bed. That's a small win. Some people don't even make it that far. Some people don't even want to do that. Exactly. exactly. It's like, that's tying everything all in. Shout out to Nikki Q for that. Shout out to Nikki small Q. Wins. That was a good one. Um, so, we're coming to a close on the podcast. Before we go, do you have any plugs that you would like to do? Any social media that you would like to promote? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, definitely follow the Break New Ground podcast. Yeah, at BreakNG for sure. Without, without, without that, this wouldn't be possible that's for true. sure. Um, you can follow Be Oil Proud here at Be Oil Proud. <laughs> follow me at innate.motion.fitness. And um, yeah. There was a lot of shout outs on this podcast, so that was, those are definitely plugs as well. Matt, thank you so much for coming on, man. You shared some wisdom. You dropped some facts. And like, it was really cool hearing like, about your side of things and your story up to this point. And hopefully it can inspire people to do the same thing. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for having me on. This was a great opportunity, very unique opportunity yeah. too, man. I'm really happy that you asked me. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. To everybody listening at home, stay tuned for the inquiry intermission segment where Matt will be answering all the questions that you submitted. Um, a lot of them are random. A lot of them are affiliated with what we talked about on the podcast. But regardless, he's going to have five minutes to figure those out. And uh, if you don't want to stay tuned to that, just watch out for the next episode. Uh, thank you for listening and keep breaking new ground. Peace.